friends. Welcome back to the For the Ladies podcast. For episode 29, we welcomed professional golfer Marina Alex as our next Ladies of Golf feature. But before we get to the interview, let's recap this week's Farmers Insurance Open on the PGA Tour. The Farmers Insurance Open was conducted at Torrey Pines, which will also host this year's Men's U.S. Open, so it was a pretty cool preview for the major championship. Patrick Reed won the tournament by five, his largest margin of victory in his nine wins. But man, there was some drama with rules this week. Both Patrick and Rory McIlroy had situations in which they said their golf balls were embedded in the ground around the rough. Both were given relief, and it's up for debate based on video footage we all saw, whether the golf balls were truly embedded based on video footage from the tournament. Both of the guys picked up the golf ball before waiting for a rules official to come, so it was a mess. At the end of the day, it's up for the golfer to abide to the rules of golf and be virtually certain, so we kind of have to take their word for it whether we agree with it or not. There was a lot of chatter all weekend on Twitter, but if you want to read more about it, there are quite a few stories on GolfDigest.com, Golf Week, and more that you could check out. They'll certainly explain it much better than me. But something I was inspired by this week was a Gen Z town hall in which teens from across the nation shared their comments and hopes for golf. They talked about discrimination they have faced at golf courses, accessibility issues, the barriers to entry due to cost, and so much more. I left the town hall incredibly hopeful for golf, and some ideas that I hope we can integrate with For the Ladies and my full-time gig. Okay, so today's interview. We welcomed Marina Alex, who is a professional golfer competing on the LPGA Tour. Marina has one win under her belt, the 2018 Cambia Portland Classic, and was a member of the 2019 U.S. Solheim Cup team. We talk about her presence on social media, her amateur career to becoming a professional golfer, and so much more. She just has really good perspective on her game and the sport as a whole, and I hope you all enjoy our conversation. Um, oh, also, our, I live in Morristown, New Jersey, and I look. Oh, nice. I'm from Wayne, so that's not that far away. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, where, where do you live now though? I live in Florida, Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah. 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 Nice. I was like, you can't live in, I don't no. live in Wayne really. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah. Too expensive and too cold. <laughs> very, very expensive to live in New Jersey. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. So I start all these episodes with, um, just quick nine questions. So I'll start. Sure. Those. Do you okay. Twitter or Instagram? Um, it depends on what I'm going for. <laughs> I think you that's know, fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Instagram, but if I am looking to get um, a message across, it's more Twitter. I think that's fair. What was the yeah. uh, last book you read? Um, let's see. The last book I read was The Hunger Games. Um, there was like a new prequel that came out that mm-hmm. um, Suzanne Collins wrote about like uh, President Snow's like childhood. It's actually pretty good. Oh. Um, it, yeah, it's good. If you like Hunger Games, it's like totally worth it. I, I enjoyed it. Nice. Um, yeah. What was the last podcast you listened to? Um, the last podcast I listened to was, sorry, uh, someone was calling me. I thought I had Do Not Disturb on. Um, yeah, you're okay. Um, I actually listened to Barstool Sports part of my take this morning. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> when- yeah. When I used to carpool with someone, uh, that was like all they listened to. So, 
Yeah, they were um, trying to figure out this whole GameStop stock situation, which I don't know if you're uh, yes. familiar with what's going on. But uh, for me, I'm like, not really like I understand the financial markets a little bit, but I'm not I wouldn't go out on a limb and say like, I'm very knowledgeable. So it was like a very good um, layman's perspective of like what's happening. <laughs> Wait, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to check yeah. it out. It's like, and I like, I love what they do with their pod because you can just skip around to like what interests you the and sentence. they like put the minute markers. So I just was like, oh, I want to kind of hear what they have to say about it. And it was like a little five minute bit that they did. It was good. I do appreciate when you have the time marks. That's yeah. Nice. Um, what was the last show you watched? Um, I watched a movie last night called The Vanishing or The Vanished on Netflix. It was, okay. it was very suspenseful and um creepy i'm um oh and i was also just recently watching um it's like a glass blowing competition show on netflix (laughs) that's amazing yeah they um it's sort of like a cooking challenge show but like it's glass it's glass blowing (laughs) that's awesome i am pretty cool yeah i'm from Toledo, ohio and glass city (laughs) oh i I didn't know that (laughs) so there's um like glass blowing everywhere so i actually like will maybe check that out (laughs) yeah you should it's pretty cool (laughs) um what's your favorite tournament oh that's a tough question um if we're going majors u.s open um if we're going regular tournaments um definitely portland can be a classic i mean for obvious reasons but also (laughs) for not obvious reasons Fair enough. Um, who are some of your favorite players to play a practice round with? It's um, a good question. I always play a lot of my practice rounds with Tiffany Joe, and she's really funny. And it's always like lighthearted. It's never like super serious. Um, if you're looking to like have a fun game, um, Jackie Concolino is always like a great person to play with because she always wants to play a match or like it just kind of depends on like what you're looking for that day. So Nice. What is um, a snack you have to have when playing golf? Uh, beef jerky. Have to have it. Nice. Yeah. Do you have like a flavor? No. Um, so I was, uh, sh- I like, I'm kind of a chef's cut fanatic. Um, it's like a specific brand yeah. and mm-hmm. their like original steak is so good. And that's, nice. I kind of don't really de- deviate from that. Nice. Love it. What is, um, so kind of a two-parter, what's a favorite dish you like to cook for yourself and one that you would like prefer to cook for friends? Um, hmm, that's kind of a tricky one. Um, I think I prefer cooking like fish for myself, which is really yeah. strange. I don't know why I like, <laughs> I love eating fish, but I don't ever offer to cook it for um, like a crowd of people. Yeah. And then if I'm cooking for friends, probably uh, penny vodka is like my go-to because I like, I've got it nailed down now. So like, I feel comfortable like doing it in a crunch. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I love that. And then lastly, what's your favorite shot to play? Um, that's, I don't know if I have a favorite shot per se, but I do. Um, it's, funny what people ask me what my favorite club is and it's I always answer the six iron yeah which is random but it's like my most consistent club so, so it feels good I, yeah so if I have that like distance I'm like yes that's my favorite shot by far love it all right so I saw that golf is you know it's in your family yeah um did you 
well, and then I listened to the trap, the trap draw and oh, trap draw. Mm. Yeah. And you <laughs> talked about competitive dance and I was like, wait, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> did you do that for a long time? Um, I did for a fair amount of time. I like picked up dancing and golf kind of at like the same age. Mm. It was like winter, summer thing. And then yeah. I would say there was maybe like five years that I did like competition um yeah which was cool and then once I got into like the beginnings of high school it really started getting way too time intensive like for both because then it was like a full year of um you know like all of the summers needed to be spent like traveling and competing for golf and then but that was also dance as well like you would go to like these camps or you would go to like competitions and I was like I can't do both and my dad was just like, you're not going to be a dancer. That's, that's not happening. <laughs> he was that's like, let's, awesome. be, let's be real. That's not a practical career. <laughs> that's very fair. Um, I know. I and I was like, oh, so I did it a little bit, but like I scaled way back um, once I got into sure. high school. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of was similar. I mean, I don't play golf professionally, but I grew up playing golf and I danced and then I kept doing dance through high school and did a little in college. Yeah. But it's like funny. Cause I wish I would have just said like, not like played golf competitively, but just like at least kept up with it. Yeah. I like ballet was my favorite by far. That's I just what really, I did. I really enjoyed it. But then it was also like, as I, as you get older and you get a little bit bigger and it's like, if you're taking oh. it super seriously, it's like, then the next thing you know, you're like on a diet and it was just like all sorts of, I was like, Oh, that, this is way too stressful. <laughs> yeah. I'm also, I'm also five one. So like, it was just not going to happen. For me. <laughs> uh, I know you like, everyone needs to be like a very specific like build and there's just not a lot getting around that. <laughs> yeah. When I heard you say that, I was like, wait, I need to know more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I find golf unique in a lot of ways, but one is that like when media talks about golf sometimes, or like they're talking about it on the broadcast, they often refer to people's amateur careers where like, I don't yeah. see that as much in other sports. Like you're not watching like an NFL game. They may talk about college a little, but they're not going to yeah, talk but- about like, no, people. no they're not talking about your high school um stats by any means right right so did you um always want to go to Vanderbilt or like was it on your so it's it's a little bit of an interesting story how that came about um my dad plays in when we lived in New Jersey he played in this thing called the winter league which was a men's amateur league and they would play in the winter months every Thursday and they would pick like these obscure golf courses that didn't have snow on them and they would go like play in like sub-zero conditions from like October oh through through March and so my got my dad had a friend that um he played with all the time like another amateur fellow competitor who was really good friends with m- the coach that ended up being the coach at Vanderbilt but at the time was at Arizona Greg Allen So this guy and Greg were either like college roommates or like some, some random connection that they had. And, you know, my dad was like all about me, you know, going to get a scholarship, playing golf somewhere. So his buddy from the winter league was like, Oh, like, let me reach out to my friend who's a coach. And like, I'll put you guys in contact. Long story short, um, when Greg took the job at Vanderbilt, he then was like recruiting me to come take a visit. And then that's kind of how it, fell into my lap in terms of 
getting to Vandy. Then I like really loved Nashville. I really enjoyed the team. So, and then all of it kind of just fell into place. Yeah. I mean, you, it seemed like you clearly hit a stride at least a little bit. Um, Yeah. It took a little time, but then I got like very comfortable there and, and um, you know, everyone kind of like hits their stride at different points. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it is like the whole college thing. Like it was just interesting. You obviously had a lot of success and then I'm always curious about like then watching you watch like your win, for example, and they'll like bring up, oh, and she was at Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a funny thing to like hear about. I know. And it took a lot of time, I think, between that point and um, uh, Portland was 2018. And like my right. best year in college was 2010. And I really do think that like there was a lot for me to still get better at, like so much. Yeah. in those eight years. Um, a lot of it was just like physically not being that big and needing to figure out how to like either hit it further or get better at chipping and putting, like all of those things. Like I don't necessarily just have like an, a raw overpowering golf game. So it, there was a definitely a learning curve at like each phase of my career, you know, leaving school, getting to Symmetra tour, then Symmetra to LPGA. And that was definitely the biggest transition. Um, I was going to ask you, um, like, how did it feel to graduate from Symmetric again? It felt, it felt great. And you know what, to be fair, like the course setups and the vibe from college to Symmetric was not all that different. Um, and I felt like I belonged out there and like, I, I was like, I felt comfortable. And then I got to the LPGA and I was like, whoa, like not comfortable. This is crazy. And it took me some years to like, get through that. And so I am curious. So so then do you mind describing or describe that feeling of feeling comfortable on tour? I feel like I I like hear that. And I'm like, what does that mean? I guess. I think it's like a very all encompassing, um, like it's a definitely a blanket statement, but like what most people I think they mean is like a comfortable in their golf game, but also just with like the people that you're around and you're with. Mm. And you know, there's a lot of big intimidation factor when you get to tour and you see um, super accomplished players. You know, when I got out, it's like Suzanne Pedersen was dominating. You know, you have Michelle Wee, you have Inby Park, um, even like, you know, Lydia Ko, like all of these players and they're so good. And you're just like, wow, I, I do I even belong here? <laughs> like, sure. you, you know? Um, so I think there's that level of getting comfortable in just your golf game itself. Okay. And then also like being friendly with the, with those people, because if you constantly view them as like, you, you know, the intimidation factor, like it's, I think it's very hard then to feel confident in yourself. Like you want them to see you as a peer and as an equal. And so then it kind of is like a two pronged thing, I think golf game but also like you have to be you know confident in in like feeling like you know I belong out here with these girls like on and off the golf course yeah yeah so was it did you feel that way before your win at Cambia Portland Classic definitely like I made some really great friendships with players out there um and players of like all you know top players middle middle rank players like any doesn't really matter I kind of float all over the place um and, but I just think that in itself for, for me, like makes me feel like settled, you know, like I don't feel uncomfortable talking to anyone, but mm-hmm. I also am like, oh, you know, I'm not going to big time anyone either. Um, so like, I just like, I kind of like being comfortable with all of the people that I work with. 
Nice. It was fun to watch your final. I watched like the final Thanks. highlights um, recently, just to, like refresh yeah. memory and stuff. And it, so it, the highlights mostly included your short game and putting, which like you put on a clinic, but like, yeah, were there other parts of your game that week that you were like, this is working? No, I mean, like I hit the ball so well the first day and I okay. putted well. I think like I shot 62 the first round and those stats were like really good. And then I kind of was just like doing whatever the second and third day. And then the last day I putted really well, um, which I, you kind of have to, I've realized like, it doesn't just like one thing doesn't um, do it. Like you can't just rely on one thing to win. Like you tend to have good weeks and like be consistent, but like if you are going to like be in contention and or win, like it all kind of needs to come together. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you have some like pretty good camaraderie on tour. Do you yeah. feel like I was talking to somebody and they were saying like how competitive the tour is, but like it is. you guys have like really good camaraderie too. Do you think like, does that help fuel competition or like, what do you think? I think it does. I mean, it, to me, it, it kind of like going back to the comfort level, like just having that, um, those good relationships with a majority of the players, like, I feel like we can be competitive and it's not awkward, you know, like if you don't know someone that well, and then you're like in a very competitive setting, like, let's say it's a final round and you're like going shot for shot or something like that, you know, a winner or a loser, it, you can, it could be awkward when you're done. If you don't really know that person, or maybe you've like, Oh, I don't like them. They beat me or like whatever, you know? So yeah. at, at least like having that camaraderie, I think, you're able to just like, okay, I'm going to go out and do my job. But when we get done with, with the job, like we're still going to be friends. Got it. I, and that's so unique. Yeah, it is. It's different than <laughs> a lot of other sports. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't, cause you don't have a team, right. Right. You know, it's like, it's different. Yeah. Um, so I know that you've had like some injuries and had to withdraw from some yeah. 20, but like, what's, what's going on in Marina's world? Yeah. I'm still kind of on, um, a little bit of a rehab from, I had a back injury that kind of has set me back. I, I think a little bit more so than I realized it was going to be. Mm. I've never, um, I've only withdrawn from one tournament prior to me pulling out of like everything starting in September was Got like it. in 2019, I missed one event and that's in my entire like life. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've never like gone to a tournament and been like, I am either too sick or too injured to play. Like, so yeah. September and like realizing kind of, I think taking care of my back was a little bit more serious than I wanted to admit to myself. And so that was a tough, kind of transitional period because I'm like oh I'll be back in a couple weeks I'll be back in a couple weeks and then I was like I am not gonna be back in a couple weeks yeah so um that was that was a little hard but I do feel um confident in where I'm going right now in terms of like how I'm feeling health-wise and you know um fingers crossed like I'll be starting at Lake Nona so okay yeah I'm excited I'm I do want to quickly talk about the Solheim sure of course. Um, was it a goal for, of yours to get on the team in 2019? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, it was sort of a little mini goal, I think for 17, I was kind of out of it a little bit, um, okay. in terms of like, I mean, obviously I wasn't on the team, but I thought maybe like I would get some looks or, a, but I really, I didn't. And I think that kind of like little, little fire under my butt. And I was like, you know what? I want to get on this team. Like it definitely 
like don't want to have to depend on being picked. I mean, it's great if you are picked, but at the end of the day, like, why would you take a chance on someone who has never played, you know? So like, sure. I have to get on the team myself and like earn that myself and like not have the pressure of, okay, we're picking you, but you have no experience. And like, you better get out there and kick some ass because otherwise it's like, a, you know, it's a bit of a disappointment if you don't. Yeah. You have to prove yourself. Kind of. So I think like that was a little bit of an objective to just be like, let's get on this team and go out there and do your thing. And you've earned being out there. Like there's going to be no questions about that. So I think that kind of like pushed me for 19 and it's definitely like a big thing for 21. Like I would love to be back. Yeah. Yeah. What is it like to represent um, team USA, but like foreign soil? It, it was cool. I mean, yeah. again, first and only experience. So I don't have anything else to benchmark it off of, sure. but there was so many people there, which was really cool. And I know it wasn't our home turf, but everyone was just, I think, really excited to just watch a golf in that format. And I, I'm like, I can only imagine what Toledo is going to be like. I'm sitting in second Verdes right now. We're very excited. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I like, what a cool way to like, welcome back, like golf in a big way. I know. So yeah, I'm like, I'm pumped. It's going to be great. And I think like Solheim and Ryder Cup are kind of close in time. Yeah. So like, it's just going to be like team golf madness. It's going to be good. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. great for the sport and. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm um, so I, I appreciate like your, your genuine presence on social. I think there's like yeah. a lot of sometimes, pieces. There's a lot of stories. It's a little too genuine. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I, it's, I think it's necessary. Um, I think it also just like, it allows people to get to know athletes better, which is like something yeah. that didn't exist a while ago. I know um, this is true. Yeah. But something I also like really appreciate is like, you seem very in tune to what's going on in the world of golf. Yeah, I watch a lot of golf. No, I watch Mm. a lot of golf. I watch, um, I mean, uh, to be perfectly frank, I watch more men's golf than I do women's. And I think that's just because I'm playing on tour. Like it gets a little monotonous. Like if I have friends that are playing well, like I'll definitely be tuning in. But um, I just genuinely like watching the sport. And so I think it does keep me like a little bit more in tune with what's going on in the golf world itself. Yeah. And at what was there like a certain moment or a certain thing that happened where you were like, I need to like speak up about what's going on in my sport? Um, there's been a few times, like what happened with like our, with the U S open coverage for the second day with golf channel NBC, like that really ticked me off. And like, I think cause I wasn't playing and I was actually sitting mm. and watching, I was just like, what the heck is going on? Sure. Like, I am just feeling whatever anyone else is feeling in terms of trying to watch this golf tournament right now. So that kind of like sparked me um, a little bit. There's been a couple things along the way where I feel like I have a tendency to just kind of like maybe shed a little bit of perspective on, you know, not everything is the same between the men's game and the women's game. Uh, And, and I think that that really just kind of needs to be like, reminded that they're different but they're both really good yeah yeah and I mean I like I thought it was cool over the weekend um when like Larry Fitzgerald was like saying like it was like one of the cool I know where it's moments you've been a part of 
Yeah, I mean, and it was like, because he played when Jessica shot 60, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to just watch that is like freaking unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he had like a front row seat and just like. I know. So fun. And it's great to have him like as a voice for that because he has such a huge platform and he's like, his outreach is incredible. So, you know, it's good to just get a little bit more people um like advocates for us that are not necessarily ourselves you know other athletes other sports it's just it's just a good way to like break through some of the um confines of like what our typical audience is and like trying to get a few more people watching I was uh listening to like the Mike Juan interview on No Lang Up and he was talking about how like one of the LPGA players was playing in the Olympics and she was like stretching alongside like a track star or something. Yeah, I don't it's remember incredible. And, um, and the guy was like giving her all these like tips for like working out and stuff. And she like went over to Mike after and was like, who was that? <laughs> how cool is it that like I know. women's golf is like elevated to the Olympics? I know it's awesome. And I think it just needs to keep getting elevated even higher. Um, and it's just a really, it's come a long way. It has, like, I definitely get nitpicky about like where it is now, but, uh, but when you really look at the total element of like where it started and where we are now, it is not even a comparison, like how much the game has grown. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm of the mindset, like you have to keep speaking up or nothing changes. So. Oh no, I, I, I know. And I'm never going to, I'm never going to not continue yeah, to say so how I feel fine. about it, but I sometimes uh, need to take a, take a step back and be like, okay, it's really not as bad as I am like imagining it is in my head, sure. but, but yeah. still you want to make some progress. Yeah. And you live it every day. I think that's yeah. the other thing. So yeah. I'm, oh, I was going to ask you when we talked about the Olympics, is that a goal of yours at all? Or yeah it really like it 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 was definitely a goal um and it still kind of is a goal it's going to be a little bit hard now because I haven't been playing and I'm running out of time you know in terms of when the uh teams will be solidified and the world ranking and all that so it's a very stretched goal I think if I work on like my other things like maybe it would happen but um I'm not going to I mean, it just is what it is. It's hard. Yeah. I would love, yeah. I would absolutely love to be there, but I mean, it's, it's not that simple. Right. Um, if you could be commissioner, what would be your first order of business? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> honestly, I would just like, want to have a huge sit down with golf channel and NBC and be like, what are we doing guys? <laughs> like, I mean, I know that that is our platform and that's great, but I just think that we can put together um, some more like coverage in the sense of like, we need you to see more golf. Yeah. And I think that that's doable. I think when you sit down and you watch and you compare the men's versus the women's, I just don't think you see as many shots in our coverage. And I think that that will change how people look at our game and keep their interest if they just have more at their disposal. I mean, people's attention spans are so short. And if you're not like giving them, you know, one shot after another, it's, it can be pretty boring to watch. So, you know, you have to just keep the um, excitement level up. And I think that would be one thing to try and figure out, like, how do we present this with a little bit more um, just energy, I guess, is like how I would describe it. 
I, yeah, energy is a good word for it. I also think like greatness because I, you know, I mean, there's so much good golf out there and it's like half of the shots are like not ever seen. And that's a bummer. You know, it's like, we could do so much more with that too. Like you have more access than on your social platforms because you have more things to, you know, whether you're posting stories or um, actual posts of like shots of the day or whatever it is. Like if you don't have all of that content, it's like very Mm -hmm. hard to keep creating new things and keep it interesting. And so I really do think it like, that is like a stemming point, like where, or an origin point where you need to like, look at that. And I think it just kind of can help work on a lot of things. If we just have more golf to view. What did you study in school? I was a communications major. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you sound like a communications major. (laughs) I I mean, I was too. So it's fine. I don't, I don't even know if like that, I think it's just being out there now and like looking at what we what we're doing on the course and then looking at what we're doing on television versus that I just it's a disconnect yeah and And, yes yeah it's cool like to me it's cool that you are like you're able to notice it and you're able to articulate that like that's the problem yeah and I think this like not easy for everyone no, and this, honestly, this injury has probably allowed me mm. to watch a lot more golf, um, you know, tuning into my own players, essentially, more than I ever have. So I definitely am seeing it. And I'm like, oh, man, this, like, we need to work on this. Yeah. Well, the last question I ask everybody who, um, who comes on the okay. is just, what advice do you have for women who want to pick up golf? Um, I think that at the end of the day, you're going to do a lot harder things in life than pick up a golf club and you shouldn't be scared to do it because it's really, it's not that bad. And I think a lot of people are fearful of it for so many reasons and maybe they don't want to be bad at it and go out and play, especially if it's in a work environment. Sure. Um, but there are scarier things in the world and it's really like, once you get the hang of it a little bit, it's actually a lot of fun and it's just not, you shouldn't be afraid of it. No. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. That was great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For the Ladies, visit us at ForTheLadies.net and on Instagram at ForTheLadies. That's F-O-R-E. 